It is the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast, the podcast that takes you from Tokyo to Seattle and all points throughout history from Seattle to Seattle area. I'm Jim Valley, and we head across the Pacific Rim to Tokyo, Japan, and the Japan's most respected voice in wrestling, author, historian, Fumi Saito. Hello, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, your Sunday night, my Monday afternoon in Tokyo. That's right. Uh, you have to get up early to do uh, the 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 paper the whole SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah, and you also have to get up very early. Good show. Yeah, you also have to get up early when you do the announcing for uh, WWE Raw and SmackDown on the Zone. That'll be tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. It's good. it's okay though. Yeah. Do you get used to it? What's it? I mean, I, as an American, all the stuff is catered toward me for the most part. Do you get used to that? <laughs> Yeah, I get used to it. You know, I get I get up early. My cats wake me up, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my cat does. When they're hungry. Yeah. And how many cats do you have? Uh, now, Right now, four. Four cats. Yeah, I used to have six. Right, you know? we lost the legend. Yeah, le- four yeah, le- yeah, leaving one by one, you know. But, uh, yeah. That's uh, another subject for another day. We can talk about cat on some some uh, different episode or something. But we do have a lot to talk about. You know, we do focus a lot on uh, Japanese wrestling, but we don't just exclusively do that. So we wanted to run down a little bit on the the SummerSlam card now, because well, this is what's happening in the wrestling world. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, now and we... also, what's happening in America? You know, that can affect what's happening in Japan, and also what's happening in Japan can affect affect what's happening in America, you know, right now, you know, it's like that, you know, a trend in the ring and what they do in the ring or somebody come up with the coolest move today. Somebody will be copying the other side of the world, like next day, you know, you so, never know. Uh, yeah. 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 A lot of moves. Well, not you... just that, but the storyline, the whole thing. Well, both of us missed the, uh, the pre-show because I was out, uh, running errands and such, <laughs> and you had to sleep. So I think we have a, have a good excuse, but we'll just talk about yeah, the, uh, we'll talk about the main the, show. The, sure. Cause I didn't know that the B show, I mean, a B team, raw tag team title championship was in pre-show Andrade against Rusev, the, uh, what was the other one that uh, uh, the two hundred five live matches. Cedric Alexander yeah two hundred five live yeah that's right right but uh, they started out you know they opened the show with Dean Ambrose entrance and it was just was hot right there you know yeah it was hot and we didn't get a get a heel turn and I think a lot of people a lot of people expected it I thought this was a a solid match between Dolph Ziggler and uh, Seth Rollins with I mean you mean Seth like Wayne. a lot of people expected Dean Ambrose to heel turn turn I, on Seth Rollins I think so. I think so. Oh, no, that's, that is like a, you've lived Vince Russo era. That is very disappointing. You know what I mean? It, that's a Vince Russo school of wrestling. You could be really. right. You could be right. Yeah. Because you, this is SummerSlam, you know. You don't need too many unhappy, you know, unsatisfying moments. You have to give people what they want. Then one or two turn. They give you Becky Lynch turn. Yeah, and maybe that's why you didn't get the uh, the other turn, which makes sense. Um, you know, I agree with you. You don't want to do that more than once. I you know? I, I used to agree with you that, that SummerSlam yeah. was a big pay-per-view where you got a lot of satisfying endings. But I don't yeah. know. I, I Maybe tonight was a little bit that case, but it's not like it used to be. Back in my day... SummerSlam yeah. was, uh, you know, the last hurrah for the good guys. Uh, you know, played off of WrestleMania. 
and then you you know it's sort of the good guys pay-per-view and then you go through the fall you build up all the heels and then mm. you go to wrestlemania for that half of the year and then the good guys triumph again uh that mm, was okay. always kind of the role of SummerSlam, but now with so many pay-per-views and network specials and everything you know everything has had to shift I guess, yeah. There's too so many shows. Yeah, they're already teasing, you know, this Hell in a Cell, September 16th, and was all, all, you know, already talking about women's evolution, you know, pay per view, and also they were, you know, announcing your um, Melbourne card, Australia thing, and there's so many big, huge show coming up. So, uh, it's people uh, have a hard time following all the storyline, you know, so let's keep it a little bit simple and that has more impact or something i agree well i thought there's small uh, t's small turns turn turn people turning heel babies every week on monday that's what killed monday nitro (laughs) i don't know among other things but yeah yeah among other things yeah but tonight's SummerSlam was very good show what need to be kept short was kept short yes like a Finn Balor against Baron Corbin need to be short. You know, you just Damon alter ego version of Finn Balor has to kill the guy real quick. Brown Strowman against Kevin Owens that need to be really, you know kept real short, like squash. And that was a long show, and it is actually good to have short squash match in between because you can th- sit through if every match was twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, even like the the Bludgeon Brothers versus uh, the New Day was kept relatively short. A lot of action, but kept relatively short. short. Yeah, yeah, relatively short. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it, also they people choose time for you to go to the bathroom real quick during the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No intermission. So, and the, the intermission is the worst time to go to the bathroom. You know, there's a huge line. You know. I remember when they used to have uh, intermission during the pay-per-views, like WrestleMania three. They'd have like about a fifteen-minute uh, intermission. Like literally, there'd be like a clock on the television screen counting down. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But time is money now, so yeah, oh, it's always been. But uh, yeah. Well, it was closed circuit TV back then too, so you'd go watch it at the arena, wherever, and mm. then you know you want people to go to the concession stands or use the restroom or do. Or do whatever, but like you said, it's completely different. When everybody else is gone, you yeah. know, that would be hell. Oh, and also you could even pause it, like like a DVR or something. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Oh yeah. When, when you had when you had to tape the shows, you know. So uh, Seth Rollins is your your new Intercontinental Champion. So that could go yeah. a million ways. He could yeah fight they, more with Ziggler. He this, could do yeah. Else. And also this, you know, to give you a big show feeling because it's the beginning of the show. You know, Dean Ambrose comes in, you know, and people are really happy to you know, see him back. And uh, Seth Rollins with new, new costume, you know. This, you know, they introduce your new costume for this summer, you know, WrestleMania and SummerSlam. So many guys had different new costume tonight. You know, Seth Rollins, you know, the big boots, left-hand side black and right-hand side um, gold, you know. And uh, new costume in gray. And also Dolph Ziggler had the Hollywood, not a Hollywood, California, but the Hollywood, Florida inside. And also in front, he drew a Intercontinental title belt on, on your tights. Those are like, oh, this is a big show. They they brought in a new costume, you know? It just give you a feeling. Yeah. I like Dolph Ziggler, don't get me wrong, but 
Yeah. He's been around for like 15 years. And all he's kind of done is just kind of copied different people. I feel like he's never had his own <laughs> persona. Yeah, he's never been himself. It's like after 15 years, it's like I still don't know who this guy is. I feel like he's very talented, obviously, athletically. Mm. He's very gifted. but Very talented. And he can certainly, you know, talk without stammering or messing it up. But right. at the same time, I don't think he's very good at connecting or projecting his emotions to the audience, which I think is the key thing. Because um, he he's not very original, right? No, he's not very original. And he, like you said, he doesn't, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he stands for. I don't, it's just, after 15 years, I feel like I'm still looking at a stranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's where he is now. He's a very talented guy. He's ta- no, know? I've got and nothing. Fact, ag- I've got yeah. nothing against him. I'm rooting for him. Tell love- me what you just said is the very reason that he's on. He's not a main event of WrestleMania. Right. You know, good enough to be up there though. Yes. And, and one little thing is missing is what you just said. He's not very original. Whereas. To Sister Rollins, you know, he works, he had matches every week on TV and everything. But for this SummerSlam occasion, he brought in two new moves, you know, um, backward inverted superplex. Usually you have a suplex, a superplex into your Falcon Arrow, right? It both move reversed, you know. Do, do you remember this spot? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Sister Rollins, inverted superplex. And hang on in, into uh, inverted Falcon Arrow like moves, like th- things they've never done. And uh, it was good, you know, because yeah. you have to introduce like one good new move or, or, or in costume something for a big show like this. Great, uh, great opener, I thought. Great opener, yeah, I think so. I think so. And New Day follows, it was like, yeah, what's next, right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, tag team. Okay, this is going to be the fun, you know, fun match. Not so serious. Yeah, it's a know? second second and, match uh, on the show. You're already at the wrestling. You're gearing up for bigger things. This was this was the perfect spot for this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is when I realized Corey Grave and Michael Cole are supposedly your play-by-play guy, but he they are part of the storyline, too. Because they will inform you what they want you to know. You know what I'm saying? Throughout the course of the, course of the show. Um, I'll, I'll tell you more about it in a little bit. You, you know? know who's great? Tom yeah? Phillips. Tom Phillips oh. is phenomenal. You can, no, no disrespect to, to Michael Cole or Jim Ross or Mauro Ranallo. I am definitely a Tom mm. Phillips guy. I think he's incredibly underrated. I think he's smooth. Yeah. I think he's got a great delivery. I think he says the right things. I'm a big fan of Tom Phillips. And I think that ah, uh, because okay, he's a okay, WWE okay. guy and didn't necessarily come up through the indies or anything, maybe people don't notice. Or maybe he's so good, people don't yeah. notice. But I think he's fantastic. I think they have a great hire in Tom Phillips. Ah, okay. Okay, I'll pay more attention to this guy then. I'm a big fan. Yeah. But I'm okay. I'm also okay. a broadcaster though, so maybe that does Yeah, right, right. I'm a little so biased you know to that stuff. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let's move on. Braun Strowman, Kevin Mowens. Right. The... And also Bludgeon Brothers you know brought in new costume and the new not the, what do you call it? Not a helmet, but the masks? The... Yeah, yeah, those were new. New costume. Yeah, I thought um I thought that um, which Eric Rowan is looked yeah. sort of like Gene Simmons went hunting. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. Yeah, had the painted on yeah. that skull. Yeah, yeah. And the animal head. Yeah. All right. 
So that was the second match. Yep. Then the third match was Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens that needed to be short, and it was kept short and was perfect, right? You know, what? Yeah. one thing they do great is, yeah. you know, Kevin Owens is an excellent performer, and Kevin Owens has had, a, has had a great run in WWE, and I've always liked him, but given his optics, he's had a much better run than I think anyone had the right to expect, and I think he's kind of exemplifies everything with, with, uh, with the body changes in WWE. With the yeah. with that stipulation, I thought they built it up where you could see him maybe cheating in the old Kevin Owens way. It's like they they give you get, a get tiny bit of hope. Yeah, get the briefcase. You know, they give you a tiny bit of hope, and then he gets squashed, and you're like, yeah, that's what probably what should have happened. Yeah, but the, he had his good spot, you know, that the running shoulder block outside the ring. Um, the he took bump the like. A very unique bump. The first one, you know, you take a bump on 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 the barricade and land, you know, from the back flat. The second shoulder block, you do the flip, twice. Then then go back, go you know, go back to ring and go right to the finish, to the power slam, running power slam, one to three, and it was perfect, wasn't it? I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, SmackDown Women's match. It was very interesting because this was tease number one tonight. Tease number one. You're right. Um, Becky Lynch, oh, the order was Charlotte comes in and Becky Lynch comes in and champion Carmella comes in, right? And if you are careful enough that the Becky Lynch had this witch-like black makeup above your eyes, you know? Someone, you had to notice. Someone compared her to Tina Turner in uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, if you remember that Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, but 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 33 also, years, yeah. yeah, 30, like 33 years ago, but yeah, right. very, yeah, very, very dystopian, you're right. A very, yeah, very but do you have look. to notice that, you know, that the dark makeup above your eyes are for the bad, bad guy, bad people, right? Well, and it's also, she's no longer steampunk. She's not the happy-go-lucky right. steampunk. You're right, there was a change there you should notice. Right, right. So uh, right away, you know, that she's got the, the strange makeup all over her face. So something's going to happen. I mean, revolving her. You know, Carmella is champion, but nobody really believes in her. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a wrestler or as a champion, you know, that the focal point always was Charlotte and Becky this time, you know. And, I do uh, respect the fact when, when Carmella came out and, you know, she yeah. still... She sort of has the the look she had when she was with Enzo, and it's funny mm. how she's the one who overcame everything. She's almost like, like sort of like D'Lo Brown. Remember he started with the gangsters uh, and the Nation yeah. of Domination, and then he moved into like a spot, and he had a really good career. And certainly she's not a wrestler that D'Lo Brown is. But, the but D'Lo Brown was a very good wrestler. You, yeah, she's not. But I'm just saying it's like she's <laughs> like this this person who was supposed to be like a background valet, and here she is. You know, a major, right. a major champion. Oh yeah, obstacle and overcame. Yes, I, yeah, so I have he, a lot of respect. I and she too. carries herself like a star. Yeah, yeah. and you feel like, yeah. like even though obviously that's a character, you feel like she understands it. And I mean, I don't know the woman. Maybe that is her, but it you you feel like, like like that's her. Like she she's in her character. She's in that zone in that moment. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, star. I'm not talking about the, the overall package. Yes, she is. She has a reason to be where she is today. You know, there's a spotlight star and uh, ranked pretty high. Maybe this might be the end of it because she lost the belt. It could but, be. We'll uh, see. <clears throat> yeah. See what happens. 
So let's talk about natural Becky and selection. Charlotte. Yeah, natural selection uh, move teased to you know once then that was the finish that you had to know you know, and uh, and also Carmelo lost the, in the championship belt without losing the match. You know, Charlotte Flair pinned Becky Lynch to win the title, so that the storyline goes. You know, and hug, big hug between them, those two. Then Becky Lynch attacks. Like that's a very, you know, your textbook heel turn. You know, snapped, and uh, it was good though, because that was the meaning of her black makeup above your eyes. You know, like, wow, right, some change of heart or something. A very, very good storyline, easy to understand. See, think about it like uh, if you, okay, tonight was the first night you ever watched wrestling, you know? There's there's a day that, uh, you know, you sit with your friends on Sunday night, you know, okay, SummerSlam, come over to, you know, you, my house, you know, have pizza and have beer and you we watch SummerSlam together. This is going to be great. Then imagine yourself that this is the first night you ever watched wrestling. It was very easy to understand. And that's what you want. See, well, because WWE, you always have new audience every time. And it's keep growing. And I think they like to have casual audience. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody watching this show is your mania or like a, like a like hardcore fan. think they know it all. Kind of this. They will have that kind of fan, but the casual fans... And more movie goers and the concert goers are ones who will pay your pay-per-view or sign up, you know, subscribe your WWE network. In uh, 1998, so this is 20 yeah. years ago now, when WCW yeah. was super hot, I was working at a radio station in Spokane, Washington, and they came okay. through with the house show. It was the Goldberg-Kurt Hennig run. Goldberg, I think, was world champion at the time. So summer of, yeah. summer of 98, when Goldberg was huge, a friend of sure. mine who super casual didn't watch wrestling that much he did the took the radio station listeners he and I took the radio station listeners backstage to meet some wrestlers at the time mm. and then we watched the show and a perfect example of this is he loved Disco Inferno Oh wow see, because see. because Disco came <laughs> out he did the dance yeah. he did some funny spots and the guy just thought this and he even said to me this is what wrestling needs is more Disco Inferno doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, no, I think it'll illustrate your point is that when you sure, have a newer sure. fan, they're going. Yeah, well, they're that, not necessarily going to go. Type of fan will love New Day today. Right, know? exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. It's like there, yeah. there are yeah. fans who go, "Oh, their work rate is terrible," or Carmella's work rate is terrible, and I'm like, "No, uh, it's th still, those it's are hardcores. Right, hardcore will always, always, always will complain, but keep buying this. So they don't really, you know." Yeah. But, so they don't worry about the WWE. Don't worry about hardcore fans. They'll still be around. Right. There, but there's nothing wrong with liking Disco Inferno or liking. I guess not. Anybody. It's just whatever right. entertains you. I mean, there were. I think you know, back in his day, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was over because he had a place on the card. Well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan can be main event or Intercontinental Champion. It's a big guy with you know a legitimate football background. Yeah, and he can be believable if he wanted to, you know. And I will not believe in Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. but you see, but, you're a hardcore. You're gonna watch no matter what. 
Yeah, but uh, part of me, I'm part of me is like I always get excited. You know, I thought this t- tonight's SummerSlam was a really good show. I let's go it. on for. Uh, we just well, talked about the SmackDown well, Becky Lynch well, turn. Let's talk. Let's and, talk about, yeah, let's talk about. I mean, the crowd cheered Becky Lynch. You deserve it. You deserve it. You hear that, right? You know, and uh, but the announcer made sure that the, that the audience listening to the show or watching the show will know that Charlotte Flair, seven-time champion, you know, so, right, this guy's rightfully, you know, rightful champion, and the Becky Lynch will be your natural first challenger, right? One would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there was a storyline was very smooth. because Also, Carmela left the ring right away. Yeah. You know, left the ring right away. It's out of the storyline. Well, we'll and talk Becky about Lynch, what that can mean for the, the evolution paper pay-per-view we can talk about that a little bit a little bit later but i think yeah, yeah that's like also a... there's going to be one more that you know hell in a cell in september so they'll have to go through that too yeah yeah that will bring uh you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the ronda rousey alexa bliss match because that was another match that needed to be kept short right you know yeah because if you have a single match, like a square single match, no chance Alexa Bliss can do anything against Ronda Rousey. Natural, you know? Yeah, they should have done that. And, we'll talk uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, let's do an order. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe for the WWE title. And it was good, though. It ended in uh, disqualification. Styles so it was to be continued. Yes. Yeah, to be definitely to be continued in a match because they didn't give you a finish. And also champion AJ Styles got DQ'd. You know, and also uh, he introduced Wendy and Annie, yeah. you know, real life AJ Styles wife and daughter. It was on camera. That means they will be back in show somehow. And right? I also think this is this has got to be on Hell in the Cell. If there's a Hell in the Cell match, I think. Oh, this oh, is- I, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So you could not give finish on, uh, at this moment. No. You know, but I will say yeah. this. I mean, yeah. I like both these guys. I think both these guys are awesome. Samoa yeah. Joe now in WWE since he's been called up, he's the guy where you want a believable match, you want something yeah. the fans are going to respond to, but you don't want to change the title. He's the off-brand mm, yeah, pay-per-view right, right. guy. Tough he's, guy. He's Tough the, guy underdog, huh? He's the he's the off-brand pay-per-view opponent is what he is. Oh well, but the, we can talk about Samoa Joe and you know just at the um, Samoa Joe and uh, um, Kevin Owens commonality, sort of. Yeah, See, you're those right. are the fat, fat guys, you know. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, like in two, year 2000, you know, they're already working in the ring, but they nobody thought See, that's not the kind of body that the WWE will want. We all have your custom made, like you know, perfect body guy, you know, in WWE, all of them, and uh, Samoa Joe. Kevin Owens, they're all not pretty boy and not even have good body, and they're both good wrestler, but kind of fat, right? But they all both made it though, so it was like they are success story. I would too. just like to see Samoa Joe win one of the major titles. 
I think it's not he so much could, a gold yeah. watch, but I feel like he could do some great stuff as either a baby face or a heel. And I just wonder if maybe should be heel, should be heel, should be. But I, I just wonder heel. if maybe the door is uh, the window is kind of closed. You never say never. You never know yeah. what could happen, what circumstances could put him in the right position. But the way things are going now, with so much talent behind him, you just wonder if he may just end up never getting that major belt. Well, if we, if he is to win the major belt, AJ Styles should be the opponent right. that he wins from. You know? So this might be it. This might be it. They were announcing, like I told you about this, you know, Corey Graves and Michael Cole being a play-by-play, but at the same time, they are feeding storylines to your audience. Well, they're saying things that he's been told over the in the headset, you know. And uh, AJ Styles thing, you know, they were saying 280 days as a champ. That means days are numbered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, just giving you a little hint, you know, giving us a hint. Styles Clash counter two. He kicked out Styles Clash that the, that nobody had ever, you know, kicked out of. So uh, um, Samoa Joe became the first wrestler to kick out of AJ Styles' perfect finish. And also, there was an issue that the spot that the low, you know, karate, no low kick, low kick thing that the AJ Styles kicks, Samoa Joe kicks. But the, today was evidently that Samoa Joe can kick better. You know what I'm saying? So they gave you a hint and a little evidence. Wow, this guy is better than AJ Styles on two different aspects kicking and uh, the get, getting up, getting up, you know, style clash and all those things. Yeah. And uh, he did not get, uh, tap out on Calf Crasher either. So AJ Styles did all his finishing moves. Couldn't he could not finish Samoa Joe? So it was Samoa Joe's night. It's gonna be interesting to see he what might win, huh? He could win. It's yeah. gonna be interesting to see what role uh, Wendy plays if they do some sort of teasing that maybe there is some real frustration or some reality there on what Samoa Joe is saying. And also, they introduced a real old picture of short hair. AJ Styles is a little, you know, ten years younger. Samoa Joe's old still photo, and they talked about over decade friendships and all these things, and uh, independent background, you know, all these things. So. This should be a real long program. It is going to be. It might last all the way to like next Royal Rumble, Survivor Series Royal Rumble, and maybe even next year's uh, WrestleMania. You know, if they can last that long, you know, Samoa Joe against AJ Styles, because AJ Styles did not have a you know good opponent. You know, so Samoa Joe is his perfect opponent rival. If if this was New Japan, I would say yeah. yes, and I would be excited yeah. for that. But yeah. WWE has a way of no matter how great right. the people are, after three matches, I'm I'm right, done. Right. It's like I'm just like well, okay, yeah, 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 to be over. like a Vincent James McMahon formula, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah, ready. I want the, I want the third match. Yeah, yeah. To see what off. happens, you know. Like even, but, even uh, like a great example, NXT last night between Gargano yeah. and Ciampa. Um, right. You know, it's like those matches have been awesome, but fourth match, I'm just like, yeah. Well, this was not a regular match. Um, this was a last man standing match, so this is not the end I, of it, though. They will do it again. I know. Obviously. I'm just kind of like, 
I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. just me. Maybe I'm just an impatient person. But now, I know I saw online a lot of people were excited for it. And by the way, I do want to compliment the several people on Twitter who were going, "Oh yeah, Wendy's in the in the audience, but where's Claire Lynch?" And people were t- tweeting out pictures of of Claire Lynch from TNA. If you remember, they did that uh, storyline where AJ was having a, an alleged affair with Claire uh, Lynch. Remember? And it turns out she was just a woman who worked at Universal Studios in real life. Uh, and I think people yeah, were. But this one, you know, the st- storyline family yeah. is the worst thing in wrestling. It can be. Know? It can be, absolutely. Yeah, well, TNA could, would do it. You know, other company would do that without realizing it. See, what if a lot of this, like a first appearance some back in 96 or something, you know, when Stephanie McMahon came on television for the first time, she was so pretty that a lot of people actually thought, that's an actress, right? It had to be real daughter that would be doing a role, you know? But a lot of people are so sure that, oh, she's way too pretty. She's an actress. She's not a real daughter, is she? They were saying it back then. Well, I think we saw that recently with with Kurt Angle. Mm. You know, because he's not, he's not, uh, was it, which one, was it Chad? Which one was it? He was the Jason Jordan, you mean talking about? Jason Jordan, that's what I meant. You know, that storyline can be dropped when he, upon his return. That needs to be, that needs (laughs) to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's he's injured legitimately and he's out of TV for what, 10 months or so. Next time he comes back, he might be a different person. So let's forget about all that. There was one, (laughs) there was one fake family member that I wish they would have done more with. Yeah. Years ago, uh, when they brought out um, uh, Jack Swagger, and they brought out Jimmy okay. Golden as Jack Swagger's dad, I was like, uh, "Oh, that could have been great. That could have been yeah. so much fun with with him acting all Tennessee wrestling. That could have been uh, fun." But what are you gonna do? Right. Uh, right. And it has, in my opinion, it has to. When you bring in your family, in, you know, with regulars in the clothing. And, and have them you know, sit in the ringside. People have to believe it's your you know, your wife or your sister or your mom and dad. They have to be real. Yeah. Because how fake can you be? <laughs> you know, this, this is like all goes into your, you know, suspending your disbelief. I do that all night long, you know, and uh, I, I can do that naturally. I get it match. But the fake family is such a turn off, you know. Yeah, they should have just yeah. made Jason Jordan like Kurt Angle was like, he's like my son. Look at him. He's like my son. Yeah. And so they yeah. could have done that just as easily. So Wendy's anything, you know, they, they focused her so much, you know, the camera took Wendy and daughter Annie's shot so much that the, they, then, then, then AJ Styles left, you know, didn't even walk ramp. He walked, you know, jumped, uh, you know, after the barricade and walked into a crowd and started talking to his wife and daughter and he left from there so uh, those two Wendy and Annie will be back on television do you think Annie jumped out of his hands was that staged or was that real when Annie didn't want to hug pretty real because I wasn't sure about the you know bloody sweaty daddy to be hugged you know (laughs) yeah that's what I don't you think I was thinking that but who knows yeah and also, she's young enough not to know what she was doing. Exactly. Why am I here in the wrestling? You know, show that the dad never takes me out, you know, to wrestling. It's like, AJ Styles, you know, I'm sure he's the kind of dad that, please don't come to my show. You know, you're not ready for wrestling. Yeah. You know? So, well, there was a and, mystery. Uh, uh, you want to do, is there mm, more you want to talk about? Yeah. And also, 
um, it's hard, you know, for hard for you know wrestler to explain what you do for living, you know, and uh, the, the children need to be old enough, you know, or start liking or watching television with your family, you know. See, not every household is too hard family, you know. That uh, yellow. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so there was the other mystery of SummerSlam. Who broke yeah. the guitar of Elias? Right, right, right. That was like the very beginning of the storyline, huh? Yeah, so somebody damaged his guitar, vandalized his guitar, and who Bobby knows Lashley. who it's going to be? Bobby Lashley? Yeah, it was Bobby Lashley. No way, not Jose. Be that who knows who it could be? We'll find out. <laughs> no way, Jose. Oh, well, maybe... hasn't been on television, yeah. I don't know. Just a way to get him back on TV. I was just thinking kind of maybe a musical connection with No Way Jose. But I think Elias has already yeah. beaten him. Mm, Bobby Lashini's program. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, maybe... It's not going to be somebody that exciting. No. No, let's not expect that much out of this. No, no. This is just a thing. <laughs> this is just to fill time. And also that the main guy will be Elias on this program because he just cut his new album and not just a new album in CD but now it's an era of your iTunes and Spotify you know he can be breakout star maybe you know so the, all the focal point will be on Elias not his opponent so you know it could saying? be no way Jose then could be Bobby Lashley right but Bobby's probably not going to be part of a if 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 Elias needs to win the feud, I I would think they're not going to choose Bobby Lashley, but maybe they will. It seems like he seems like the obvious one, though. Well, Elias needs win over Bobby Lashley to be believable heel. He hasn't beaten anybody name, you know. I mean, like yeah, they could sacrifice somebody Bobby big Lashley. Enough. I would. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, but enough of that. And then right. they had that Elias part and the Miz and B team meeting up and the, you know, they established the fact they are not part, you know, you, they are not Miz Drudge anymore, you know. Feeding off my reputation thing was denied and the B team B team go 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 thing. So a little bit um just teeny bit elevated B team. Yeah, this is going to burn out fast. The B team is going to burn know. out fast. But they are on TV every week, though. No, good for All them. All right, the Miz against Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Miz with new costume again. White tights, you know, the new jacket. Daniel Bryan, new costume. Best. Blue T-shirt. The Seahawks. Yeah, blue. He had Seahawks. He yeah. had Seahawks colors. Ah, uh, okay, blue and white and light green. Yeah, they're, those are the football team here in Seattle. Ah, okay. But the new costume, though. Yes, new costume. Not a great T-shirt, but the blue, co more emphasizing probably SmackDown, too, that the, you got the blue T-shirt and the kids have to buy that new T-shirt. Well, that's the gimmick for everybody's merch. But no, I think it's yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the green color. That green color is Seahawks colors. Okay, the blue, blue, the blue, blue is... white and... The blue is not quite the Seahawks, but definitely he's implying, given his background and how he's chanted for the Seahawks on television and at house shows and things, definitely implying okay. Seahawks. Okay. So that the, he had the, not just tights, but the knee pads and uh, kicking, in, you know, that the leggers, shingars, it's all matching color. So introduced a full costume, so he should be wearing that for a while, you know? 
So speaking of families getting involved, yeah. I was pretty sure yeah, the, what the was going to happen. Of Bellas today. I was pretty What's sure. Season four. But I was pretty sure what was going to happen when they had Maurice at uh, ringside with the baby stroller, with the bassinet, whatever it was. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not it was, but the, uh, it was outside in a barricade. That means she will not be involved. She involved a little bit with foreign objects. You're not supposed to use that word. Today. I figured. But what do you call it? I figured that. I thought for sure it's like the bassinet wasn't really moving. So I was like, oh, there's something in the bassinet, but they didn't really show if you, she got it from the bassinet. You watch too much wrestling. Well, that's, that's why I'm doing this <laughs> yeah. show, Fumi, if I didn't. But. Yeah, but the during, again, during uh, the broadcasting, Michael Cole or Corey Graves talked about poetic justice. They used the word twice. So they were going to be poetic justice, you know? And uh, I don't know what the point justice was. There was a foreign object, or you know, something thing, things backfiring, or yeah, stuff like that. But uh, made sure Daniel Bryan comes off strong too, because he kicked out a skull crushing finale. Yeah, you know, Miz's finish was was not working. Lots know? of punching, so was, not a lot of wrestling. Kind of a different. Yeah, for right a in the Bryan beginning match. of the match, because they established that uh, you know Daniel Bryan wanted to punch his, you know, punch him in the face. So the close fist, you know, and yeah, well, uh, yeah. That's the thing. This is this is a feud. They're mad at each other. They shouldn't be trying to sure, wrestle sure. each other. There should and be. And the then the big difference in value orientation that people can relate to. Wrestling is my passion. Is Daniel Bryan. And for Miz, wrestling is a tool to become famous. And it has a lot of reality to it, you know? You can believe in a storyline. So what let's jump ahead just a tiny bit just to stay with uh, Brian, uh, the Brian storyline. But uh, after the next match, they cut backstage to Brian with uh, Brie Bella just frustrated sure. about losing. Just, you know, I spent yeah, all this time go, go coming watch, back. Go watch the rest of the show. Go watch. I'll, I'll stay here and punch the wall or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of good, you know, pre-taped, but uh, it was good. You yeah, know, it's one of the things, though, that WWE, we've talked about this versus New Japan booking versus uh, WWE yeah. booking. Usually, a lot of times when someone loses, it means they're going down the card, and it's good to see, you know, some frustration by someone who's losing, and this time losing isn't no, This the will continue the because this, didn't give, this match didn't give you a clean finish. Right. The Miz was just like what Miz would, should do and would do, that he used foreign objects, you know, he got something out of his tights and punched, you know. Well, he got it the from his wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also returned to, you know, to Maurice, you know, and uh, that the bad guy would cheat, you know, and steal the win. So this match will continue, right? So next match... Uh, Finn Balor. Baron Corbin and Finn Balor. Yeah, when you have your alter ego, Finn Balor, Damon version, you will have to win right away. See, Baron Corbin had no chance whatsoever. Which I think was good because Finn Balor. Oh, this is real good, real good. But then again, Finn Balor worked as strong as you've never seen. You know, right out of, you know, right off the bat, you give Jang Wu that uh, running front drop kick. Sling braid right away, Tope Kong hero right away, and back in the ring. Um, oh, and then uh, they, they, he even did the slingshot outside the ring and the running drop kick outside the ring, then come back to the ring and give, give you a class A um, coup de into way in, in the middle of the ring, you know? So it was very good Finn Balor, right? 
I thought so. Yeah, I thought special it, night. Yeah, yeah, it kind of brought night. him. It kind of brought him back. Yeah, and also they, Corey Graves said, 2016. I mean, 2016, two years ago, SummerSlam, he won the very first Universal title. So they made sure that people know. Yes, he was Universal Champion, the first champion once upon a time, or two years ago. But uh, yeah, so he was up there. He can be Roman Reigns' first challenger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. And uh, it's very useful that the, this, you know, outer ego, demon version of Fimbala can be healed too. You know what I'm saying? Um, what do you think about, this... I mean, obviously you saw Fergal Divot a lot as Prince Divot. Um, mm-hmm. what, are your, what are your thoughts on Finn Balor versus Prince Divot? Finn Balor is so much bigger, so much bigger. Marketed bigger, you know. He didn't have any, this, you know, famous entrance back in New Japan days. And, he, and also Prince David was among your junior heavyweight group. So he was not treated as a cruiserweight in WWE. He was a superstar, you know, well, he went through NXT, but he was always heavyweight, not a your cruiserweight or junior heavyweight, you know. So, uh, But he was also, though, know. one of, like the top guy in the Bullet Club when he was there. Mm, mm, mm. But uh, maybe the glory. Not every WWE universe followed New Japan. All these American fans who follow New Japan will also follow WWE uh, storyline. But not every WWE universe will watch New Japan either. So uh, you know, crossover a little bit, but not everybody. WWE universe is bigger audience and more casual. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was great. Speaking of looking strong, Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. against Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. I thought this was probably Shinsuke's, uh, if not his best, right up there as far as performances in WWE on the main roster. Introduced new moves too, you know, the spin kick off the apron. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, new new moves, you know. And also, um, Jeff Hardy did, uh, you, know, you know, Swanton off the post onto your apron. You know, or you're taking bumps, but the, you know, you've never seen that Swanton bomb in that angle. You know, like a really dangerous looking and devastating looking, and ha- only happens in a special occasion like tonight. Well, even Jeff Hardy has and talked about it in an interview. Randy, there was a Randy Orton spot that he comes in, but doesn't do anything and leaves. Leave you, us, maybe all the audience, to, you know, like a suspension, right? Yeah, he came in, teased a little bit but did not go into ring, did nothing. But uh, that has to mean something, so um, it'll come back, right? Yeah, does he fight Jeff Hardy, or does he uh, fight Nakamura? Oh, it could be in a triple threat. See, tri- and then we also learned tonight, right, triple threat means you have no D- no DQ and no, no count out. So it gives you more variety of a spot. You know, you can come up with a lot of different things with no count out rules or no DQ rules so you can do a little bit more you know creative spot with three people yeah especially and with those they three. were saying about yeah Jeff reconnecting the bond with WWE Universe so he will be the sole baby face and two heels in there Nakamura and Randy Orton so triple threat coming for sure right 
So let's talk about the Raw women's title, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> the first you have Natalia spot was yeah. Jim Ambrose Neidhart's 1990 SummerSlam jacket. They introduced that, oh, 1990 SummerSlam when Hot Foundation won the tag team title, this and this. You have a little bit of a history lesson over the air, and that's like a, it's really good. And also, there was a little tease after the match, you know, while Ronda Rousey and Nat- Natalia giving each other a hug and all these things, kind of Bella Twins I- I interrupted the way they walked in and took the spotlight uh, away from them and uh, was congratulating Ronda Rousey and Ronda Rousey, a rookie and confused and, you know, kind of went with it. And uh, Bella Twins were kind of cocky, right? In a way. Oh, they did the cocky interview backstage. Oh, yeah, that too. So there was a hint here and there, here and there. You know, so... uh, And also, you had to notice the real strange, dark, above-eye makeup, like witch makeup, in Ronda Rousey's part. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, but uh, there was a tease, uh, you know, in the Twitter by Paul Heyman that uh, the four horsewomen coming. So there might be a heel turn in near future on Ronda Rousey's part. But when you think about uh, Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey, somebody has to be heel. And you don't want Flair to be heel there. So uh, because of this four horse women thing and Paul Heyman getting involved and turning Ronda Rousey into female uh, Brock Lesnar, she can be heel. Yeah, she can the, always turn back. The yeah. UFC connection, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, four horse women picture all on, all over Twitter can be a hint again, you know? Yeah. But to the, tonight, Ronda Rousey is a big baby face, though, the way she won and uh, the legitimate, you know, the real legitimate way, way to win and introducing a couple new moves, then judo throw. And also they did, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss is famous about his, you know, bending his elbow to an uh, angle that uh, not too many people can, you know, bend. It's in Japanese, uh, it's, there's a word for it. Uh, when you uh, translating like a monkey elbow, that the, some people's elbow bend over, you know, uh, farther than others. And so they use, she's natural. So they use the arm part. Like, oh, you're breaking Alexa Bliss's elbow, right? He almost believed it. You know, your elbow is not supposed to bend over that far. They did that spot, which was kind of subtle, but it meant something. You know, for me, the then, highlight was uh, yeah. after Ronda won the title and she dedicated the win to, to Rowdy Roddy Piper. I thought Yeah, that was you awesome. can hear that. It's for Rowdy Piper at the uh, right before the camera goes off, right? Yeah. It's for was... Rowdy Piper. You can hear she at the wanted, ramp. She stood up on the ring post and she said that and I was like, that was awesome because I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I'm biased because I knew Roddy and I worked with Roddy for a time. But, yeah. you know, he is the 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 evil Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk Hogan's nemesis, sure. and Dusty Rhodes is a legend people too. Secretly loved him, right? But he should have a bronze statue at WrestleMania, and he doesn't. 
And I get that he was difficult to work with. I get that he was Roddy Piper. Well, but still, but you, he you should, might have a chance next. Maybe he next, will. Yeah, maybe now with next Ronda year's, there. Next year's, yeah, next year's I'm next spring WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Roddy Piper from I'm, heaven. I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful. Right, because a lot of storyline need to be expressed and, and displayed on you know, tonight's show. That uh, again, Corey Graves and uh, Michael Cole saying that uh, okay, Ronda Rousey giving big hug and big kiss to her husband ringside. Every, every morning TV show in America, you know, will be, will be on tomorrow tomorrow morning. You know, so uh, tonight that uh, it was important that Ronda Rousey won. WWE championship and to have UFC her moment. championship and yeah WWE champion that has to be the focal point news and a little bit of a tease of turning in there I'm sure the Bella twins will be involved Natalia will be involved and all those characters will be involved in that enough process you know but the, tonight was Ronda Rousey's you know championship night so they want to focus on that you know so still babyface tonight well, and but they should. I would say, yeah. They yeah, should because yeah. the story's going to oh, be. Look at that. The is, UFC champion is, is WWE. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. And then also, she is natural, very natural babyface, you know, likable, you know. And uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. But it was very good that match need to be kept short, yeah. you know. And I think Abla- and Ronda- Alexa Bliss is awesome. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. I think she's but uh, she's so good at she, her character. She has such great timing, great facial yeah. expressions, uh, the way she talks, the word she chooses. I just think she is fantastic. Uh, very good, yeah. But Ronda Rousey will need a challenger. Now you're a champion. You will need a challenger, and hope hopefully it's a believable challenger. That's but the first mean. title defense, yes, uh, probably Alexa Bliss. We'll have rematch clause or something, and we'll probably, you know, first title defense will be against Alexa Bliss. That's yeah, fine. she'll get killed, you know, but, and uh, then she'll move on to other stuff. Yeah, yeah, but the Ronda Rousey, it will be champion, and uh, you will need challengers. You know, yeah, see what happens. Yeah, and because right after, right after Ronda Rousey match, they announced September 16th, Hell in a Cell. So it's like, oh, okay, next next month's pay per view, right? So what's gonna be? So they laid this thing out real carefully, you know. Then main event now. Brock Lesnar, Roman <laughs> Reigns for the Universal title. Uh, yeah. Brock, I thought, looked cut, but definitely smaller. Uh, there's no question yeah. about that. He is no doubt in okay, the... Okay, my question. He's was in the a USADA good fuel. Well, no, I just... I, before we talk about the match, I just wanted to set that up. That's all. We'll talk about the match. But I'm just saying, optically, he looks smaller, and you can tell he is in the USADA pool for real. Because <laughs> you will go back to UFC for sure, you know. Yeah, I would think that's so. A, I would. I would oh, think that's, real, a, that's a. That I was think a, that the deal yeah. is deal is already signed. You know, in as soon as early as January, he'll be back in UFC ring and having a MMA match. I'm not sure if it's know? signed yet. I thought Dave Dave Meltzer said on Twitter that it wasn't signed yet. That they're still negotiating. Yeah. But obviously, whether or not he's going to do it will depend on money. But you can tell by the fact that with his body changes that he's very serious about it and it could happen so who knows okay and i learned that this was actually a very very good match and i learned a lot you know roman reigns brock lesnar they have something in common they only have two two moves two moves 
you know. Roman Reigns has only two moves, Superman Punch and Spear, right? I mean, that's other things, but the, your signature move or the, the moves that mean something, maneuvers, mm-hmm. that's Superman Punch and Spear. Whereas Brock Lesnar has your consecutive German Suplex City and F5. Yeah, of course you have a choke, you know, but uh, during the match, you only need two moves to make a match. I learned so much tonight that uh, by watching. See, Brock Lesnar has German suplex, suplex city, and you know to finish up your opponent, you give F5, right? And uh, Roman Reigns gave Superman Punch three. One, you know, first Superman Punch, second Superman Punch, third Superman Punch, you did three. You know, three times already. Then you do the spear. First spear, of course, you do a spear one more time, and three spears. So, three Superman punch and three spears. Oh my gosh, that um, he might win, like a real short match. But the Brock Lesnar caught third spear with your guillotine. Very good, you know. But the Roman gets up and gives spine buster. They did the sequence twice, you know, very believable. And for some reason. Um, it means something, right? But uh, Brock Lesnar took his MMA glove off, you know, both hands. Either he was going to punch this guy with closed fist, bare knuckle, or he has to, you know. And uh, but crowd wasn't too into it. You heard the, you heard the chant. You both suck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was like it brought brought back the memory. Same in New York, was not this building, but but it was the Madison Square Garden some 17 years ago. Brock Lesnar against um, Goldberg, and you both sucked, you know. And uh, that was the same New York crowd. But this match meant so much more, you know, that uh, German suplex three times, then into F5. But uh, that is to kill off, you know, it was in you know, that accidental, unintentional tope into Brown Strowman outside the ring, you know, because there's a big tease that uh, Brown Strowman came in with your brief, you know, money in the bank briefcase in the very beginning of the match. Oh, no, right? Or we expected, all right, we were going to have two main events. One more match with Braun Strowman involved right after this. But it did not happen that way. So there was some serious tease in there. And again, uh, Michael Cole uh, uh, made sure that the people know 540 days as a champion, sixth longest reign in WWE history and all these things. So uh, when they say 540 days long reign, you, you just learned that. Brock Lesnar will be losing the title. You know what I'm saying? Well, I thought the genius part was to have Braun Strowman come out and make the announcement and make it vague enough where I think everybody thought that he was cashing it in that night. Yeah, tonight. And it was like a babyface interview saying that I refuse to take take advantage of my opponent when his his back is turned or something like that, right? So he, our face, face to face, that will establish Brown Strowman as very strong babyface against probably Brock Lesnar. Well, I thought it was genius in the fact that first he said, you know, face to face, and you're thinking, is this a three way? And then yeah, now, yeah, a little bit. Then, yeah. Oh, 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 then wow, he gets right? out of the ring, and you're like, oh no, he's he's cashing in after the match, 
And then right, right Brock now. throws yeah. the briefcase. Brock attacks him. Although that is a forget about money in the bank contract. Forget about the you know briefcase way over there. He just threw it. But there was the still that anticipation that it was going to happen. And you really? know, a lot of people. I did. Uh, no, oh, that's yeah, when I definitely, definitely. No, no. There's no question about this because they basically. I mean, you can talk about everybody has opinions on booking and what was good, what was yeah, bad, yeah. what could have. But I'll yeah. tell you what, tonight WWE really did such a great job with with that and with Ronda and with storyline. Yeah, bookings. they did they did they did, a, they did a great job, but particularly at the end, just showing that they do they're they're head and shoulders above maybe everybody but Gato when it comes to come to booking because they found a way to get around Roman Reigns getting booed out of the building and that was teasing implying at least in I think planting the seed in a lot of people's but minds but they cut off the show that, though right because yeah. they, they got they what they wanted to. they got what they wanted yeah. and in the end I think myself and probably everybody was like well I guess Braun didn't say he was going to do it tonight he never said right now so I guess that's on us for thinking but that it was but not so much that I'm it, saying it was, it was know, brilliant it was, it was brilliant is they what I'm saying brilliant had to you know, finish the show with Roman Reigns on the top the turnbuckle holding championship belt to, to finish the show again Michael Cole saying Roman Reigns changed the course of WWE history here. Oh, 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 wow, the course of WWE history. So they had to establish that tonight was a real title change, and the Roman Reigns is your champion now to end the show. Yeah. And, and also, um, that uh, they made sure that the uh, Brown Strowman did not get involved uh, after this match because. Brock Lesnar F5'd him, F5'd him outside the ring. That was the end of the night. Remember this? Yeah. Yeah. He got F5'd and did not make any comeback. So that was the end, end of the night for him. It gives you it gives you a plausible reason, but it was still brilliant. The way they handled it was brilliant. Oh yeah. So you had anticipation that now, okay, we're not mad about Roman because Braun's going to come in and take the title from Roman right now, and that didn't happen. But genius, just genius, genius manipulation. Yeah. I I I fell for it, but I I'm not mad because it was so smart. But you are not into Roman Reigns as your main. Well, you I'm know, not really champion, into. Right? I'm not really into anybody, so that's fine. No, I think Roman <laughs> Reigns is your main guy. I believe in him. I meaning, do. meaning, you think he should be the main guy, or that WWE is coordinating him, and that's just the way it is. Um, both. Of course, they want somebody to be champion to produce it, like he's a champion. He want they want people to believe it. But I do think Roman Reigns has it. Yeah, I he think he does too. Superstar quality, you know, it just took him a long time, you know, and people still will be booing just like John Cena. Cena, let's go Cena. Cena sucks, and let's go Roman. Roman sucks. Lot some, lot of male fans will be chanting that forever, even after he becomes champion. But um, this guy got the ball. He is going to run with it this time. Yeah, no, I, I've so got no problem. You know, so it was race. okay to, to, you don't need, I learned something tonight. You don't need 10 different spectacular wrestling moves to be your main guy or champion. Just two moves. 
this guy became champion and your main guy having Superman punch and spear. That's it. That's it, though. You know what I mean? You well, know, funny. a little bit of someone drop all these things, but the only two main moves. Yeah, when you bring that up, it makes me yeah. think of uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page when he was trying to be a wrestler and his mentor was Jake Roberts. And if you remember, oh. when, when Diamond Dallas Page started, he had the vest and the hair and the sunglasses and the cigar, and he was doing all these different moves. And finally, he got with Jake Roberts, and Jake was like, you just need to do, like, five things well. And here we are, you know, 25 years later now, and I guess because technology has changed and there's so many options now, it's like you don't even need five, you need two. It's, uh, I mean, it's easy to remember, and it right. becomes more of your signature move, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so Jake Roberts, okay, besides DDT, I'm sure he had more moves, but the only moves you remember from Jake's the Snake Roberts was DDT. And the know? short clothesline. Yeah, yeah, but during the match. Yeah. But uh, something that means something, and uh, you finish the match, and you win with it, what was DDT. And all and those years, Kevin, Kevin Nash has been criticized for only having six moves. <laughs> so, look... Jake Roberts and Kevin Nash, you cannot compare. You know, talk about the. I think I was joking. I think I was joking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was just having some fun there. <laughs> yeah, but it was a very good show, and also like a lot of moments that were like a to be continued. It was good to be continued. So I a hope lot so. of times. A lot of times. No, I hope you somewhat a conclusion of a few, but. Uh, well, I hope that this is a sign that we're going to see more episodic style television and not yeah. and and more mystery and more what's going to happen next. I think for the I think the highlight coming out of this show aside from the finishes is mm -hmm. that you're curious now what's going to happen next with the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey. What's going to happen sure. next with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe? Uh, even sure. to a lesser extent, you're wondering what's going to happen with, with Finn Balor. What's going to happen with with um, Roman Reigns, or not Roman Reigns, but him too as well, obviously. Braun Strowman and The Shield. With And just there, there's a you lot see, of questions. If the Ambrose and, wants to turn on your, your buddies, you know, tonight wasn't the night. No. You, you congratulate him because this was the night he made comeback for the first time. It was the end of the... Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe with all Summer the terms, maybe it just maybe it's not going to happen until WrestleMania. Maybe they need to tell some more history with, with you know, Roman also and D, with that, that uh, Seth Drew McIntyre was kind of a hidden. So this may be his single run coming. You know, yeah. Drew McIntyre. You break off Dolph Ziggler and uh, Drew McIntyre and work against each other or something. You know. And, yeah, uh, no, this is good. I hope I hope this style of sort of peeling back the onion more episodic style television. I mean, that's what I like about wrestling. And honestly, with the exception of a couple of things, it hasn't been that episodic, but now you finally have built some real anticipation for things. Even, right, even Elias, right. who sabotaged Elias? We don't know. Yeah. Who will be, you see, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns' first challenger, do you think? Yeah. I'd say Finn Balor. Well, I, it'll be- Because the not gonna be around, you know? Well, no, Brock's not going to be around, but it's like, well, how, what do they do to occupy Braun Strowman? Then, what do they? They need to, they need to spin off, spin him off, doing something. 
Yeah, yeah. Almost. See, he's a monster among men, right? And uh, he um, will not go down, you know. And it doesn't make any sense, you know, to get beat you know, right now. And uh, maybe um, it will be Roman Reigns against Braun Strowman, but this time Bra- that uh, Roman Reigns has to win, you know. Hey, we're uh, we're they running... done that. What they did the uh, Ro- Roman Reigns Braun Strowman program all last year. Remember? Yeah. The ambulance and all the things, you know. So they can bring that back too. So. Um, to establish Roman Reigns as a strong champion, you have to beat somebody. So maybe he's going to beat Braun Strowman to become very believable Universal Champion. Yeah. Right now, they didn't tease any challenger, you know, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns won the championship tonight, and that was the end of the show, you know? Yeah. Or maybe tomorrow, tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw, you know? We'll have like a season premiere of things, you know. Yeah, I'm actually more excited to watch a Raw than I have been since I don't know when. So that'll be fun. <laughs> since WrestleMania, at least. Maybe. Uh, before I was, yeah. we're running a little bit longer. We talked about SummerSlam more sure, than I sure. which is fine. Which, which is fine. We'll okay, do, I'll take we'll one do, question. Well, I was thinking. I want to talk about something else from this weekend. Uh, before we do that, I wanted yeah. to talk about uh, Carrie Sane winning the, uh, the NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. And... It was actually a real good match. And that Shayna Baszler will be a part of Ronda Rousey's four-horse women, too. So, Yeah, they needed to get the, the title off of her. Yeah, and also the finish was beautiful. Remember Ryan Piper against Bret Hart? Yeah. From WrestleMania, what, seven or nine? Eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, uh, sleep, yeah. Roddy Piper's sleeper hole, and, you know, the, the Bret Hart kicked the turnbuckle and rolled over for one, two, three. You know, very, not the same sequence, but the finish was the same. Remember? Piper actually did that finish in the Northwest. Of course, uh, he and creative he, he and Rick Martel were were a, a babyface tag team, and Rick Martel was the Northwest champion, and they did a babyface match, and Piper slapped on the uh, the, the 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 sleeper. They fell backwards, yeah. and Martel retained the title by pinning R- Piper. Rolled over. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They don't do this finish too often, so no, you, you can't. You know. It was a belly-to-back suplex, and the one guy raised his shoulder, a big deal. They've done it so many times, and it's yeah. kind of killing This one's better, because it, like pre- it looks like there's pressure. Like, like Shayna Baszler was too, you know, there's too much pressure on her shoulders to get out, because you got all that body. underneath accidentally, almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a very good finish, though. And also, people watched um, Kyrie Sane's crazy elbow drop twice, so it was good, you know? And it wasn't even finished. So people go, oh, wow. If she didn't win with the elbow drop, how can she win? And she won with different finish. So it was very dramatic. So let's talk about all of the Japanese female wrestlers that are under the WWE banner right now. And just, well, even just in general, I mean, even uh, Sumi Sakai is the, uh, the Women of Honor champion. To have so many Asian wrestlers... And none of them are doing the the, the stereotypical salt throwing, well, stereotypical heel. Yeah, it's twenty. I'm, and that's good. Asuka has traditional Japanese, a little bit exaggerated in color, but still Japanese kimono. Yeah. How you saying is your 
pirate queen, you know, or princess, I'm sorry, right? And uh, I'm sure that uh, Io, you know, Shirai will have different costume. She was wearing Japanese, you know, that the regular costume she was wearing in Japan, she brought that to America and she's still wearing it. I'm sure they'll repackage her though. But uh, yeah, it's, it's none of them is gonna be typical Japanese kimono style or anything like that, or geisha girl or anything like that. No, and I and think, also the, the I think small, that's cool. The small answer to this was Japanese women dressing had evolution before WWE evolution on women's division. And that's See? where I wanted to go uh, with this. Perfect. Yeah, because Japanese wrestling, we always had women-only companies. You know, the, the dates all the way back to 1950s, you know, was never mingled or combined with men's group. The, 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 the initial reason was kind of racial too, or sexism too, that uh, Ricky Dawson hated women's wrestling, you know, he, had, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And back then, because of Ricky Dawson's attitude, that uh, women's wrestling was never on newspaper. So the results are lost or the records are lost or it wasn't even covered. Did you know that there was a 10 women's wrestling company in Japan in 1950s and 60s? Over 10 companies, mm-hmm. you know, women only group. But the magazine and the sports section did not cover women's wrestling that much. And uh, there's no record. There's no video footage. I couldn't even find you know, a lot of records, you know, but there were over 10 women's group before women, all Japan women. See, all Japan women's company, the huge, you know, it's no longer, but the all Japan women's pro wrestling company was huge, but they did not start until 1968. You know what I'm saying? During 50s and 60s, there were different women's wrestling group in Japan. And they had, there were different evolution in women's wrestling in Japan, way before America, way before Fabulous Mula. See, Mula era dominated, or the, uh, the, somebody like Mildred Park, only one champion and others. Fabulous Mula, only one champion and her opponent, that's it. So there was no league or group or companies or group of talent, you know. And also, most of the girls all the way to 80s, most of the wrestlers, women's wrestlers in America were trained by trained by a person, same person, either Mildred Burke or Paris Muller. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. were only one or two tribes in women's wrestling. So there were different evolution in women's wrestling in Japan before WWE, you know, this time. But this one's really big that WWE Women's Revolution will be huge coming here, you know? There are more wrestlers all over the world, more women wrestlers all over the world. And uh, this is this is going to be very good. What do you, I mean, Yeah. so as we look at this, what do you, like, for example, a lot of people right now are talking about Asuka, and yeah. um, maybe she comes back as a heel. Maybe she's a little lost in the in the shuffle right now, which can happen to the best of them. What are your What are your thoughts on yeah. on Oscar? Oh, she will have occasional challenge to Charlotte Flair first. You know, Becky, obviously Becky Lynch will be challenging Charlotte Flair, but it's the big show. You know, um, the, Charlotte Flair's very first title defense 
even on, on uh, SmackDown television. That could be Asuka, you know. Do you think we see an Oscar so, heel turn? I don't see it. It just all depends on who's other side. You know, the, how many baby faces are there? How many heels are there? How many believable, you know, lineup you can make? And uh, evolution's fine, but uh, you still have one or two matches during your SmackDown or Monday Night Raw show. You know, not for three matches or four matches of women. Maybe two matches tops so they're not the numbers are not equal yet they will have 30 or 40 women's wrestler on main roster probably as, as early as next year but uh, right now you, you only have seven eight in, in each brand yeah. probably 10 each brand yeah that's about it but uh, counting nxt wrestlers and also 75 80 wrestlers being trained uh, down in the, in the florida performance center they will have like a, another 30 women's wrestler out of there soon yeah I'm, I, I won't be surprised if they produce women only show on WWE Network soon you know what I'm saying well they're going to be doing that before before we talk about uh, the, the women's evolution what are, what are your thoughts on uh, Io Shirai in uh, NXT and WWE and obviously spoiler alert uh, which you, yeah, could yeah, yeah. Re- you could probably read anywhere about uh, Ayo Shirai. She's in the finals of the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. She Who- probably will win. Who's her opponent? Tony Storm. Probably. Tony Storm. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah, match that's already happened in Japan many times. Yeah. You know, in the stardom. Yeah. So they know each other, and uh, I'm sure the focal point will be you know Ayo Shirai, but. Tony Storm is very, very, very talented woman too. And she's young, only 22, you know? And uh, yeah, she will, she should be in the main roster soon too, if she's signed. See, she had a chance to sign with WWE last year, but she was told she will be in NXT for a time being. And said, oh, wow, if not a main roster, she's not sure, you know, she wasn't sure. But the most everybody need to go to NXT before you go up to main roster, right? Just like everybody else. You know, you watched TakeOver 4 the night before, right? Oh, yeah. See, Ricochet is ready to go, go up to your main roster, but they're not doing it, you know? So, uh, uh, it's like t- taking turn or is everything is the timing that the Ricochet is ready to be a big superstar, but uh, they keep him in, in, in NXT for now, you know? You know, it really yeah. feels like there is a logjam of talent in WWE right now. When you there's talk- so many. Right? I mean, there's a lot of talented people who who were on SummerSlam tonight, who are in NXT. Um, yeah. And it's going to be interesting. You know, WWE obviously has enough money to keep them all. Sure. And if WWE throws money, say, just, and I don't know what they're going to do, but let's just say WWE throws money at the Young Bucks or Cody and they come back. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the guys who have been on top, like your Seth Rollins, who's incredibly talented. Uh, and, and other people like that. It's like, is there is there enough talent to push some of those main event guys that have become very much the face of WWE 
somewhere else and and what does WWE do does it does because WWE has so much money right now because the TV deal do they just keep these people around or do they let them go out into the the great blue ocean and risk making them a competitor well, it all depends on how talents feel, you know. If Cody Rhodes wants to come back, he will come back. You know, the door, the big door will be open. But I don't think he's he wants to do that now. You know, different yeah, stories. I'm not young saying bucks, he does. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm think just, he does. I'm just yeah. speaking. I don't think Kenny Omega will be in WWE at all. No, I don't think so. No. So it's like. But well, even even if those guys don't go, I still feel like there's a lot of people. I mean. You, you talked about uh, Drew McIntyre, obviously Ricochet. Uh, there's some, ta- and even, even with the women. I mean, if you've got uh, Io Shirai, you've got Carrie Sane, you've got Asuka again, you've still got, um, you know, the four horse. Shane Benzelay is very, very good, though. Right. You've got a lot of people who are, who are very good. Um, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of talent and maybe not enough platform, but there's enough money to keep them. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, from plus, that aspect. Uh, yeah. Or the ones in the uh, backstage of Monday Night Raw and, you know, SmackDown Live, there are 30 other wrestlers who does not appear on television. You know, they're well, in backstage. Even like, you know who else is talented? Tyler Bate is incredibly talented. You know, there's... Okay. A, oh, God, I think he's great. Um... You know, there's a, there's a Tyler lot Breeze, of people. No, no, Ooh. not Taylor Breeze. Uh, one half the 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 mustache mountain guy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, hey, there's, see, there's yeah, a lot. There's a lot. See, there's a lot. That sure, just proves sure. it. There's there's a. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this glut of talent and sort of a logjam. And if if WWE is able to manage it with timing effectively, I mean. You know, bringing up people at the right time when they need them, and maybe you know, pushing people out or saying, "Hey, maybe you want to be an agent." Sure. I mean, Matt Hardy is apparently cycling out possibly because of injuries. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, it's going to be. It's. It was always like that, though. Last ten years. But it yeah. feels like there's a lot of talent right now building up. Because we watch more. <laughs> I watched you know? more back then. It just. I feel like there's a lot there's a there's a lot of people and maybe we'll see if there's enough platforms maybe the maybe Ring of Honor could be a platform for someone and help them I don't know we'll see sense of competition is very important among talents talents you know yeah. you know you got a 60 guys in the backstage only 30 guys appear on you know, on Monday Night Raw you know only 25 guys appear on two hours Smackdown the sense of competition is real you know well, speaking of competition, we still have those T-shirts to give away. So, retweet okay. the show, and uh, you can right. be entered. We to didn't win. have time to do the question, so somebody who asked me about the Masami Soranaka, I'll answer that next week, next episode. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll go through the we'll go through the questions. Who, who, what else was there? Oh uh, gosh, there's there's uh, there's uh, Liger and Sano. Yes, rival rival feud. We'll talk about that. And also, there was one more question there. Oh, there's there's like five or six questions. Oh, Ken Shamrock. Let's talk about Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, yeah. We had a question Ken about Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock is like ridiculously underrated that he should have one more run because he was the very first person, uh, one of the very first person who did both UFC and Pancras and WWE, traditional pro wrestling and MMA. So you know, much so like the talent he, of WWE, we've got a backlog of questions and we will get to them. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, hey, I want to mention the T-shirts. Share the show uh, and let me know, and um, we will uh, enter you to win the uh, the T-shirts here in a couple of weeks. Or give us a uh, give us the five star rating with a with a great quote on uh, <laughs> on iTunes, and we'll enter you that way as well. Because I realize not everyone has iTunes. Because I'm dumb like that, so I'm sorry. But uh, either okay. way, we'll give the T-shirts away in a, in a in a couple of more weeks. Give us like two more weeks. We'll do and that. Uh, we'll come back next week. Okay. We will come back next week, and until then. So long from Tokyo, everybody. <laughs>